Hi, I'm Jess. Hi, I'm Rhiannon. And welcome back to Our Circle. So today, the topic that we're talking about is being a teenager versus being in our 20s. And we're going to look at our own experiences and how things are different for us now and sort of speak about maybe what we would tell our younger selves based off what we have learned and what we've reflected on over the years. I'm just going to start off with some reading that I did earlier that I thought was quite interesting. But Ri, I just wanted to know from you, had you ever heard when we were kids that we were growing up too quickly? Is that a phrase that you've heard? I think my parents, I don't know if they directly said it to me, but they were definitely implying it all the time. Okay. And what was that in? Like what your actions, what you're saying? Or I think first what I was wearing, the way that I was dressed. Like I think I feel personally like the and to be honest, I think a lot of people will agree with me. The Nordies to maybe about 2015, fashion didn't know what it was doing, like at all. It was not serving us any sort of like decent looks. I don't feel Mm. like it was completely lost and it was such an experiment. Like There was a period where we got to wear neon leg warmers with tutus. Like, do you remember that? Yeah, I do, unfortunately. Yeah. What was that? What was that? Yeah. There was a lot of different um, phases fashion-wise. And when the bodycon era sort of hit us, I was all for it because I could pull it off. (laughs) I was like, oh, I am enjoying this. So Mm. obviously everything's kind of tight. Might be... I don't think it was crazy short either, but it was definitely like tight around the waist, tight around the butt, tight around the boobs. And so if I was wearing stuff really, really tight all the time and I had a figure and, but I was young, that's going to attract attention. And I mentioned that I wouldn't have been used to um, or know how to handle. So I can understand. Wait, wait, did you feel at the time that you were seeking it either? Or was it just kind of? No, I just thought clothes. And that really freaked me out when I always remember this. I was walking, you know where Sainsbury's is? Mm. I was walking down past that green area and this guy who was clearly in his 30s or something, he was like, you are gorgeous or something like that. And I was just like, ugh, freak. Like, you know, it was just Mm. really uncomfortable. And I think that was sort of the start of catcalling and all that sort of stuff when you actually recognize that it's aimed at you I think it had been sort of done maybe before but I wasn't paying attention to I didn't understand that sort of attention start getting it and you realize it's coming from like it's not just an older guy like older guys like you could be like a year older or two two years older if it's someone who's like decades older that is uncomfortable when you are a teenager Mm. just it's unwanted attention and so I understand why parents might have thought, yeah, you're growing up too quick sort of thing, like mm-hmm. on purpose or like you can actually prevent this from happening, like stop it. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I've definitely heard the same thing from my parents, my fam- my grandparents. Um, and I think clothes is actually a really good example of it. And I think, do you know what, we couldn't really help it, I think, a lot of the time because that's what was in the shops. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you ever shopped at Tammy. Um, yes, or, girl. yeah and I just remember having this bikini it was like a triangle bikini but I was really young mm. and I remember my mum always thinking that that was really inappropriate for that age I don't remember when I started wearing bikinis come to think of it yeah I think I was something like seven or eight and I really wanted it and I'm pretty sure she didn't buy it for me because she was yeah, like this I, is kind of too much I don't remember having um, I definitely don't didn't have bikini things when I was a kid 
Mm. I don't even remember that sort of transition period. No, it probably just happened one year if you went away or you were going swimming or something yeah. and you just, without even thinking about it, it just mm. happened. But yeah, this so this study, all this research that I was reading about earlier um, was actually saying that children at this sort of generation were actually less likely to engage in adult activity. And by that, I mean having sex um, or drinking alcohol. Now, again, we have to bear in mind that this is an, an American study, so alcohol is probably harder to come across um, in America just because they're, um, you have to be 21 to buy it, whereas here, 18, you could probably... I think, I think they probably have the same um, the same methods that we had, like getting out mm, underage. But fake ID. But yeah. I think the age would have just been a bit higher than us. Yeah, it's hard to say, isn't it? Because we're not we're not out there. We didn't grow up out there. But yeah, basically, the study that I was reading about um, found that teens are actually less likely to drive, have after school jobs, and date nowadays. Um, and that's not influenced by any race or gender or location. So it's kind of across the board. Um, and a lot of scientists would probably say that that's now because socialising has shifted to digital mm. um so we're even dating on apps now aren't we True. it's so much more common to be fine like speaking to someone because you have um found them on tinder rather than you like, met them in a, a park or like a cafe or something yeah. especially at the moment i think also that is I, I was saying earlier to you and we were discussing this i really think that is down to the fact that there's more to do now like mm. I'm not saying when we were younger there wasn't as much to do but I was watching a another podcast or um YouTube video where people were discussing this and they were saying that kids like aren't necessarily all having sex at young age now because there's actually things to do whereas back in the day <laughs> there wasn't so that was like something to kill time yeah but also you've got things like porn which is so yeah, much so more accessible access. on online rather than it's not something you have to go and like rent a video or like um, magazines or whatever like it's all online so I suppose in a way that's their out outlet of kids these days in some ways that's some ways say safer like that's almost safe sex isn't it because it's that is so I was just thinking that there's such a debate around that like there's mm. Obviously, it might be safer, but also, is it really like realistic? Yeah. yeah, is it really? You have to teaching? finish around for the real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I wanted to mention was there's this. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a psychologist, but don't quote me on it. Mm -hmm. Called Eric Erickson, and he came up with this term called psychosocial moratorium which basically means when a person takes a break from real life to actively search for their own identity. And Rhi, you said a really interesting point earlier. Could you tell everyone about how there are different stages in life that we might go through this specifically? Oh, yes. Sorry, I was having a complete mind blank to what I said. <laughs> what um, did I say? Yeah I, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like you do definitely do this in your 20s for sure because um, sort of stereotypically speaking, you're not having kids at that age or not everyone is. Mm. So it's pretty much your pre parenthood sort of mm -hmm. and then you go back into a new version of rediscovering yourself when your children have grown up so it's, mm. it, it's interesting that those are sort of the times where we are constantly 
trying to figure out more about who we are and discover ourselves and stuff but I feel like we do it as transition periods in life that's really interesting because when you said that I thought about um the people that I used to work with in my most recent job and um I worked with a lot of 40 year olds who have got like teenage kids and um it was so interesting the divorce rate in our office was so high and I felt like that happened after they had kids they started like dating again they started um going to so many gigs again I don't know if it's because I worked in an office with like we're in the entertainment industry so um we had like this entertainment fund where you could go to gigs and the company gave you a bit of money it would help obviously but (laughs) but they were all very they were very like social bunch um and I felt like they'd rediscovered themselves in the more recent years Mm. um so that kind of reminds me of this psychosocial um period yeah but yeah the premise of the article that I read was that 25 is the new 18 and that we're having delayed adolescence what about 26 what does that mean is that the new 19 does that mean we are now (laughs) adults at 26 I don't know um but if we do have a delayed adolescence now do you think that this is a good thing or a bad thing um I think Mm. I love this idea honestly because I think if you can I'm not saying to delay adulthood in the sense of delay responsibilities and blah 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 um I just think I personally feel like I didn't make the most of my teenhood, childhood in the sense of I was always wanting to grow up. I was always wanting to be an adult. Mm. And I wish I hadn't been like that. I wish I'd really enjoyed like playing with toys or enjoyed just, you know, just not thinking about boys and sex and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Like I just kind of wish I had a bit more innocence for a lot longer. And I think I also feel like it, really influenced or distracted me from things like studies and things like that not that I did Mm. bad as such but I feel like I definitely would have done better had I been more focused and um I'm not like academically smart I have to like I'm not dumb but like I have to work for I was someone who would have to revise a lot to make sure that that information is retained in my head for exams um which I often had to retake so I feel like in that sense, I think it's a good thing. I also think you've got your whole life to be an adult. But I'm also someone who I feel like it was a good thing that I was doing like babysitting and getting Saturday jobs and stuff like that. Like I feel like you should work as a teenager because it helps you further on. Like it helped when I was trying to apply to university because you had to show that you had experience with other people and um you know when you're writing your what's it called personal statement stuff like that mm. like you have a bit more life experience but also it doesn't feel so shocking like when either something goes bad or I don't know it just gives you life lessons so I feel like if you're delaying if we're talking about delaying adulthood where you do need those key skills life skills I don't think it's a good thing I think I'm no. on between that yeah I think I, I totally agree with you I think there's no rush in growing up to engage in those uh adult activities that I spoke about earlier like having sex or or drinking like I didn't see my my friendship group at school we didn't start drinking till about 16 okay and that felt late like we were like whoa we're so nerdy like we're not drinking everyone else's there was such a pressure around it and I remember when we sort of got invited to this party and I was like I had no idea I didn't have the first idea how to get my hands on alcohol and then I think I got 
some vodka somehow like I think someone was already getting drink from someone like someone's older sister or something mm. it makes and me then... laugh thinking about it like I never paid for any alcoholic drink until I was 18 <laughs> like I never paid for any of my drinks ever I don't know how um, I got away with that yeah neither do I because everyone was so precious about their drink they like wouldn't even spare a drop like at these parties we were going and to because like, it was just so it was almost like you're who's getting the yeah. like, <laughs> oh my god yeah exactly um so I don't see that as a bad thing like I was mm. I'm actually really happy that we weren't drinking really early because I don't yeah, think sure. I don't think I was mature enough to handle it like mm. well you already do silly things when you're drunk anyway and like I was someone who's really conscious of embarrassing myself um and always felt such guilt after drinking to be honest I still do feel like that sometimes also I totally agree with the job thing um I don't think I really had a job even well I did I did some babysitting but it wasn't regular but I didn't have a proper like part-time job probably until I was at uni I think Mm. or just before going still started doing work during uni whereas some people don't get a job until straight after uni or whatever and like Mm. that's fine but I think that's really hard when you're going up against other people who might have had years of experience as in whether they were working throughout their time during studies or they didn't go down the uni route and they've already had experience like companies Mm. will take someone with experience over qualifications in my opinion they just yeah want someone who knows what they're doing yeah it's kind of like real life um experience so I I can completely understand that I think that kind of relates back to one of the bits of research that I found was that households who had like lower incomes those children would grow up quicker and from what we were saying earlier I think we kind of came to the conclusion that's because they're seeing real life kind of issues in front of them Mm. like maybe their parents are struggling or having to work all these shifts so they're seeing that their parents are having to put in all this time mm. and then maybe they're being asked to go and get a job and contribute a lot earlier than um, someone who comes from a household with higher income so they found that the higher income households <clears throat> that the children were much focused on their um, much more focused on their education and kind of told by their parents you can grow up later just stick to this get these qualifications and it's like we're saying at uni some people have never had a job before so I think in that sense there is a bit of growing up that needs to happen yeah Um, I think so it is sort of taking the initiative as well it's like not going to apply to a job where your mum has like held your hand while taking in your application or something you mm. know what I mean it's it's the sort of taking initiative and doing things yourself that Mm. you really do have to learn and do and it is part of that transition into adulthood because as soon as you're an adult, you have to do that. You have to do things yourself. You don't have your parents holding your hand the whole way. You don't have your teachers um, doing stuff for you and helping you get by with stuff with the answers. You have to figure it out a lot or pretty much all the time. I think that part of me that wants to sort of not coddle, but, you know, I'm like, oh, if you can stay young for a little bit, enjoy mm. it because this is what's going to happen. I'm not trying to put you off adulthood, but I'm trying to make you relish and enjoy your childhood and your teenhood and especially 100 percent. I think for, as a parent now thinking ahead I, I've been naturally thinking about when Mila grows up and I'm thinking how am I going to approach this and I think a bit like I'm I'm definitely in two minds because I know that my mum 
probably wanted to I don't know if mollycoddle is the right word because it was more that she wanted me to focus on yeah but I think it was more that she wanted me to focus on my education right um and get the best qualifications so she felt and she's done the same with my sister a little bit although she's had a job for a while now but um kind of saying that time that you could be working in a part-time job that might not mean that it's not something you're going to be staying in for very long Mm. you could be spending that time educating yourself getting better grades Mm. and then later on getting a better job but there's pros and cons to that like you said employers might like the fact that you might not have a stars and everything but alongside your studies you've you've got a job um, and that's off your own back and you're not just going out on the weekends for example like you might have had a Saturday job that's a great hard working um, trait to have and that's really attractive I think as a as an employee I think so I also think it um I think people get confused when you say that you start when you get a job as a teenager and something let's get this straight you're not working like 30 hours a week you're doing like the bare minimum legally yeah you can only do a certain amount that isn't really going to distract you from your studies if I'm we're being honest like four hours out of like a 48 hour weekend you know I think you can spare it so I think it's good for kids to do that definitely I think that's I think that's something Joe feels quite strongly about as well he's always had a job since Mm. he's like 16 as well so I think that's something we're both kind of would encourage Mila to do Mm. and when she grows up even just thinking of her being a teenager and then having to get a job is mad I know it is crazy I mean we've got a while yet (laughs) she's only one so. (laughs) so going back to kind of social media our experience was when do you what age do you think we were starting to get onto social media so does Bebo account does like does that count I guess so I guess so but that's weird because then you could go back as far as MSN well so and this is what I get to because for me now this sounds dangerous and my parents if they're listening sorry I was talking to random people on Bebo and I'd add them on MSN and we'd talk. I but, just think- but what was your what was your intention with that? Was it just like friends? Like you're making oh, friends? Oh, no, this or- guy was really hot, but he lived in America. <laughs> so I don't know, like, I don't know what I was thinking. He lived in like Oklahoma or something like that. Okay. Like Alabama. And I remember, like, if like, we talked to our friend Liv about it, she'll be like, oh my God, I remember him. Because I just be like, look. <laughs> He looked like because I had this obsession. Like I thought I was gonna marry Nelly or Fifty Cent. Like in my head, I was convinced. And this mm. guy looked like a like sort of cross between the two of them. So I was like, right. <laughs> adding you yeah, right now. How <laughs> fucking dangerous is that? Like I just think that's it is. Crazy. So I just think that to me is what I remember is like my earliest sort of introduction to social media because it was like a way to be social, connect over media, blah blah blah, and. It was just new, but mm. was the MSN, MSN all the time. And then Facebook got really popular. And so I started like sort of where you do MSN, but like, like chat over Facebook chat. Did so, you ever go on, did you ever have a MySpace period no, or not really? Got, I feel like mm. MySpace was like just a generation above me, if I'm being honest, because no one else I knew had or used uh, MySpace. Really? Unless, like, I yeah. did. Did you? But I didn't, but I got bored of it because I was like, I don't know, I don't really get what I'm doing here. It looks a bit boring. Yeah. It seemed like it was, it was the stage before things started like turning into Bebo or whatever. It just sort of, I feel like it was just one step like 
no, that seems a bit too old for me. So it was like that. Mm-hmm. And then it went into Facebook and then Facebook then went to um, uh, Instagram and then Instagram yeah. where it just kicked off. And then obviously you had the things like Snapchat and now TikTok and all these things. So mm. my earliest experience is Bebo, MSN. And then that, as soon as it went over to Facebook, everything just sort of went into all the different social medias that we have now. But that took, mm. took a while. But the thing is, I felt like, Bebo right compared to today with Instagram I felt like Bebo and Facebook's a lot more just like you're talking to your friends or you're talking to people that you know and it's like putting up pictures so that people that you know can see it did you Whereas, have that awful thing where it rated people like so you would be like oh rate me and my friends and then people would vote I hated why was that a thing no I, I didn't I remember like you could add friend or whatever on Bebo who was just a picture with like an arrow being like this is my best friend or like yeah and then you'd you kind of put your top nine I think it was (laughs) but the question is do you think that we just missed out on kind of that massive social media like to be hugely affected by it maybe to have grown up a bit too early because in my head I'm just thinking about um, family members of mine who are younger Mm -hmm. who we're on social media from like I'm talking about Instagram from the age of about 10 11 oh then yeah we totally missed it because I didn't join Instagram until 2014 15 so I would have been what 20 I think so I'm like a decade later than the younger generation who is starting at 10 yeah yeah because I think you're just able to access a lot more I think on Instagram than you are scrolling through Facebook in terms of maybe more harmful content. We've had this discussion many times. I'm not someone who gets affected by social media. I'm just not because I follow what I want to follow. I will unfollow what I don't want to see. So I don't get affected. And I also, I don't feel affected when I look at people who have things that I would like, you know, like I, to me, that's more like an inspiration thing. Like it's almost like my social media, that what I like to consume is inspiration boards or something. It's almost like my Pinterest. Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love Pinterest. um, (laughs) So I don't get affected that way, but I completely understand why people do. I find it interesting that our age adults get affected the way that a teenager would because Mm. I'm like you do know you're the one who presses the follow button like you can undo it like you don't have to that you're in control of what you're following and it's like teenagers don't know that they have to be taught that and reminded like it's okay you don't have to be following everyone and stuff like that whereas as an adult it's like you what does that matter you don't need to follow that unfollow you know sort of thing so Mm. that's just coming from a logical sort of place I understand when it's like emotions and things like that involved is a bit different so I think it's really interesting how it's affected both eras okay I think everyone's affected by social media because of the way that they consume it does that make sense it does make sense but I just want to add in there that there's a lot of like algorithms and stuff that go on with Instagram isn't there very true that means that unfortunately there are things that pop up that we don't even follow like I'm talking about the discover page where things pop up that maybe your friend has liked or I go on there and there are people that I haven't followed but 
still kind of similar content and then I think some things might pop up sometimes and you're like what and then you end up clicking on that person that picture and you'll get you get yourself into this spiral where you're going deeper and deeper into like (laughs) other people's face yeah honestly and I think again from a logical point of view you should be able to stop yourself and be like now that's too much let's go back to my what I actually have chosen to look at it's weird but I can like I'm very logical when it comes to that and I'm not with anything else (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could apply that logic to so many aspects of my life yeah social media is not one of them because to me I just see it as a really cool opportunity because I think had so this could be very very different it may have affected me completely horrifically as a teenager but if social media the way that it is today existed when I was a teenager I would have thrived I feel because there's so many like business opportunities creative opportunities that you right. can in the comfort of your own home and not have to do in front of everyone when I was younger and a teenager all I wanted to do was sing all I wanted to do was that but I was terrified of doing that in front of people at school and mm. I never had the, the thought I didn't even know really about YouTube properly like I just knew you could look up stuff I didn't know that you could have your own account and put it out there I never knew that until I got older having something like like dub smash or musically and tiktok and all these different cool avenues that are showing like the amount of entrepreneurs that are like half our age it's incredible how they're doing Mm. things and so I just think I would have absolutely immersed myself in it but then I'm looking at that as a 26 year old whose brain somewhat functions now whereas if I thought about the way that my brain worked then I think I would, I just didn't, um, I didn't process information correctly. I still sometimes don't. And it's just because I have a lot always going on. I just, I'm just one of those people with a busy sort of mind when it comes to things like work or I don't know, I just didn't process everything correctly. So I reckon that could have also led me down a dangerous route too. Okay. Things existed back then. Yeah. Cause that was going to be my next question was what have we learned from being a teenager to now? and how have we changed how have we developed so you think do you, from listening from what you just said do you think that you've now got different kind of coping mechanisms because you said that you are not affected by things on social media but it sounded like you were inferring to if maybe you could have been if you're a teenager yeah. again yeah, I think or... well only because when I remember how my the way that my mind was I briefly spoke about it I think in the last episode like I am someone who has had anxiety their whole life and during my teenhood I experienced a lot of depression as well but the way that I was experiencing it it's not like um wow she's depressed it was almost like it was suppressed in me and it came out and weird. it came out in the sense of I wasn't retaining information correctly I couldn't I, I like I, when I think about um it's a really weird example but when I did I took media studies at um GCC and a level and, and as a degree but at GCC we were given briefs to create projects and actually I did art as well and this was the same thing I was given a brief and I would somehow completely misconstrued everything that the brief was saying to be something else I would create this amazing sort of thing and I would be penalized for it because it's nothing to do with what the brief was and they were right. like, no, this is what we asked you to do. And you did this. And I was like, yeah, but look. And they were like. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. Come on. And they're like, yeah, that's not what we asked sort of thing. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't get why they're like, why am I being punished sort of thing? And it's because I couldn't, I just wasn't taking in information properly. And I think I really suffered 
from that luckily I did pass a lot of my stuff whether I had to retake things or you know I eventually got it right but it took me a lot longer and I feel like I've had to learn <laughs> not just to like slow down and reread briefs like a hundred times but I don't know I feel like it was sort of like a read it got it I already know what I'm doing sort of thing whereas now I'm like what does it say what are let's they break asking? it down yeah let's yeah. break it down let's be slow and not be like so impulsive I guess and I think I still enjoy that element of me that is impulsive but not when it comes to things that I need to take seriously and think about sort of thing and I think sometimes okay. like that with text like I'll be like oh they said this and I'm like they didn't say that at all <laughs> what am I doing so I have to like oh it still applies to certain parts of my life but yeah you know so I feel like learning how to retain information correctly is a big thing that might not be a normal thing for everyone um I also feel like I don't know maybe just because for us social media has been a gradual thing we've had time to learn a bit more about it it hasn't just been like boom in your face like bombarded with it all at once and I feel like Mm. a child now you know a teenager now literally if they just got given a phone and they're like welcome to the world of social media how many apps have you got to learn about? Like we've had to learn one at a time as they come through. Yeah, it's been filtered, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah. I think we've been sort of drip fed it. So I feel like I can appreciate social media for everything it is. I know what apps and companies or whatever don't work for me. They're gone. Like I just don't use it. So I feel like it's, I've learned how to be picky enough as well. Like what works for me. And that's, again, mm-hmm. through trial and error. But I feel like when you're a teenager, you pretty much do what the majority say. Definitely. I think that's why, So, like, people I said in my family um, who are younger felt like they had to be on social media that young because their friends were, they were missing out if they weren't. And it's that fear of, like, this person won't be friends with me or we I'll miss out on some sort of little joke or something because they're all on Instagram or Snapchat, mm-hmm. I think, was very big with the I think a lot of um younger teens are on snapchat still yeah snapchat like you taught had to teach me about this isn't there like a streak or a strike or something yeah so but like kids would have an absolute fit if they lost one or something yeah so yeah um it was however many days that you like consecutive yeah spoken back and forth to each other you get this like fire kind of emoji and like a number of how many days And yeah, my family would get up to something like two years or something like that and freak out. Like I remember um, one of the mums being like, you can't go on your phone today because of something they didn't do or were rude or whatever. And the family member freaking out, like being like, I cannot lose my streak. Please just let me just let me send a Snapchat. That's all I want. I will. I won't do anything else on my phone. Please just let me do this. And then being like, no, you can't. And it just feeling like the end of the world. Like it's just, it, that, that was mad to witness. That was like, whoa. Our equivalent then. What would be our end of the world back then? I think MSN. I think if you couldn't go on MSN, that was pretty big for me. Yeah, yeah, and that might have been one of them. I think just that was year six. We would spend all day together. Six. I didn't have Did it you then. Know? No, I didn't have it until... Um, maybe like year eight I think oh my god that's great I mean well not really because I was using Bebo to talk to guys <laughs> before <laughs> true true <laughs> I was finding a way think of that. <laughs> yeah I mean you were talking to someone <laughs> let's wrap things up so 
what would you tell your younger self now looking back I would definitely want her to not care about boys at all <laughs> like that's huge isn't it, it huge it's just like all what their world is about um so I feel like I would really want that um to be part of it I would want if that is even possible to be like think about yourself because I don't think I did like in not in a healthy way at least you know like how these days kids are now being told about self-care and self-love and all these things I was not telling myself that or seeing that elsewhere to to encourage that into myself and I think that would have really helped and I would kind of wish in some ways that younger Ray was like she spoke to everyone but she didn't speak like about what she cared about or like you know being creative and stuff like that was so suppressed like okay stupid amount so I would but why did you think it wasn't cool or yeah, someone would laugh cool, or but I feel like it wasn't what everyone else was doing and I hated following what everyone else did but I didn't know how to handle attention so I didn't want to stick out if that makes sense like so like like with my hair it was straight always and mm. it was such a hassle I hated straightening my hair I used to have friends come over in the morning to straighten mm. my hair and oh I could have done without that absolutely like and mm. I don't know just like fashion choices and stuff was only influenced because other people were doing it and I hated the fashion that I was wearing so it's sort of like you know just because I didn't know how to deal with what it would be like sticking out mm. so it was like that fear so I guess to be less fearful but it's kind of hard to tell a teenager that who has crippling anxiety but yeah but that's what you would say as an yeah. adult looking at your at yourself I guess I brace myself more I guess yeah like yeah love who you who you are mm. so I would say um everyone's too concerned with their own insecurities to be paying attention to yours I think I was kind of a bit obsessed with like all my flaws or what I felt were flaws and I thought that I was being it's gonna sound so paranoid but like I was being <laughs> watched or like picked like people I could see what I was seeing felt like that a lot of yeah felt like that but the reality of it is, without being rude to oh, my younger self, is like literally no one cares. <laughs> like, you're not that special. <laughs> no, not like that. But, you know, everyone else is going through those same thought processes about themselves. So you're not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, it, your mind's playing tricks on you with, with certain things. And yeah, you're just you're fine as you are. That's what I'd say. But you don't yeah, need to like you don't need to change. Right. Well, I've really enjoyed that chat. I'm sure we could have. I feel like we we stayed pretty on track with things. I think we could have gone on to completely <laughs> different tangents, about, yeah. but can you, but yeah. Um, anyone who's listening, I, I would be so interested to know what you would tell yourself. Definitely comment down below on if you're on YouTube. I don't know if you could comment on anything else. So definitely comment and let us know what you know you would have liked to have changed or said to yourself, and and if there are any differences as well for you as a in your twenties in your teens, and if you're in your teens, what do you think twenties are going to be like? Yeah, that would be very interesting to hear those points of view, actually, um, because they could look very different to ours, very different with such a changing world going on. Mm. So the charity um, organisation that we wanted to speak about today um, is Mind. It's a mental health charity based in the UK. Mm -hmm. It's been backed by um, the royal family, lots of big names. Lots of and big they celebrities lately as well, isn't it? Big celebrities. It's, it's um, I think because of the pandemic and a lot of people struggling, it's been quite a big part of that. It's been very vocal about 
sort of coping mechanisms. And I think they've probably had a lot more people getting in touch, a lot more people struggling at the moment. Definitely. definitely. Um, so we're going to put some links and some facts and some numbers and websites uh, on our post about this podcast so you can read a bit more about them if you don't know about them that's all everything into the youtube description that'll have all of the links there and it'll take you to all of the additional information but we'll also put it in our instagram story and on this week's post on the episode post we'll uh, attach it there great well thank you for listening and thank you for joining our circle we will see you in our next episode